Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Amy. And today, really this whole month, we are going to be talking about fear, which of course is totally appropriate because it's October and it's Halloween. And what do we think about all month long? But our fears, right? <laughs> So, um, yeah, we are going to be talking all about fear and overcoming fear. I think in the sport of gymnastics, this is really, this is it, right? This is the main thing that we deal with as gymnastics coaches, as gymnasts, um, parents watching their gymnasts is dealing with, um, fear of skills. And especially even in the fall for a lot of people, it's upgrade season where they're, you know, learning new skills. And so this idea of being scared of physical skills, um, is for sure a big part of it. Um, so we want to start out by talking about that, and then we might jump in a little more at a little deeper on the emotional fears as well. So Amy fear, tell me all of the things about why it is that we, um, that we experience so much fear in our lives. Okay. Stacey, you know me, I have a tangent thought already. We're just starting and I already have a tangent thought, but why we experience so much fear in our lives. I can tell you, um, there it's pretty basic. Honestly, our brain is supposed to protect us. It, its job is to keep us alive. And so it is looking for anything that's going to surprise us that could cause us any physical or emotional or mental pain. And it wants us to avoid pain at any cost. Anything that is like a tiger. We always say a tiger jumping out. We always expect a tiger to jump out, which is again, perfect for October because we are expecting, you know, some little kid with a costume to jump out and freak us out kind of thing. Right? So the whole idea of why are we so inclined to be afraid? It's just in our nature. It's evolved in our brain. It's software in our brain to be looking out for danger all the time as a protective survival mechanism. And that is just that's just a neutral, honestly, that's not a problem. So I love it because we always think like our brains are these really like mature, logical reasoning things, but it's like, at the end of the day, that's not what runs the show. What runs the show is our primary wiring that is geared hundred percent for survival. Well, here's one thing you said about logic. Here's my tangent thought is I think it's when you think about Disneyland in October, they put all these like scary things up and make it so fun, right? The thing that's interesting is we pay thousands and thousands of dollars to to have somebody make us scared. We want to feel fear. We want somebody to do the Tower of Terrors. I don't know if that's what it's called anymore, where you're just dropped. You know it's going to happen and you don't know when and you're so excited to be afraid. It's so funny because I live, you know, I live in Orlando. Yeah. So we have Universal and so we have Universal has Halloween Horror Nights and they make like legit, super scary things. And yeah, everybody pays to go. And my boyfriend loves it. It's his favorite thing. And I hate to be afraid. I hate to be scared. I never want to pay to be scared. I don't ever want anything to jump out at me. So it's always a big thing where he's like, please go with me. And I'm like, I can't do it. I just love that we're okay to pay for a scary movie, but we're not okay if it just happens without us paying for it. If yeah. I pay you a hundred bucks, then go ahead and scare me. But if I don't pay you money, do not make me scared. Like yeah. I don't want to be scared without yeah. knowing that I'm planning on it. You know? Yeah. So it's an interesting thought. That was my tangent thought is, is it, yeah. isn't it interesting how we'll pay for, for yeah. moments of fear? Yeah. 
Yeah. So. And I think, I think for a lot of people, I mean, what happens when we have a, you know, just like everything else, we feel the fear, feeling of fear when we have a thought. Now, a lot of times those are unconscious thoughts, especially when it comes to fear and anxiety, because it's our primary brain running the show. So we're not realizing what the thoughts are, but, um, but then when we have that thought, our body releases adrenaline and cortisol to like help us be prepared Mm-hmm. to fight off or run away from whatever the, the scary thing is. And there's something, I mean, we go on roller coasters. We do things to create that adrenaline rush because it is a rush. Mm-hmm. There is something that can feel really great about it. But I think when you're not expecting it, then that's when it doesn't feel great. When you're not planning on it, you know, then that same adrenaline cortisol rush feels terrible instead of exciting. I think that's um, it. That's the key. That same adrenaline rush. It is yeah. the same yeah. feeling yeah. as yeah. paying for it and not paying for it. It's the same. Yeah. And so why do we, why are we so resistant to the one that we don't pay yeah. for when it is the same release of the yeah. same emotional neurotransmitters that are moving in the same way that gets us to drop our, it's the same. I love that key yeah. word. Essentially it's the same feeling. Yeah. Now why is there a problem when sometimes? It, when it comes to the sport of gymnastics, yeah. um, you know, kids do gymnastics because it's hard and like learning how to do something hard feels amazing. Mm -hmm. And so part of that process is that you have to be, you know, that you go through the fear of learning that new thing. Yeah. Um, but it's the whole reason they want to do it. Like if it were just easy all the time, they'd totally quit. You know, the point of doing gymnastics is learning to do crazy big skills that no one else can do. Mm -hmm. So Okay. So let's talk about overcoming it. So why does it happen? It happens because that's just how our brain is wired. And the reason that that's really important is because we think your athlete thinks your gymnast thinks when I, when my brain tells me that this is scary and I should be afraid, it's telling me the truth. It's that's just what's happening. Mm But when we understand that our brain's primary job is to constantly look out for danger and that it just thinks we're in danger all the time, like our primary brain was made for situations when we're in life or death, but we're just not in life or death situations all that often anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like other stages of humanity where, you know, we're fighting for just our very survival most of the time. Like we aren't in those kinds of scenarios very often, but our, our primary brain, our primitive brain doesn't know or understand that it thinks Mm -hmm. that all the things that we face that feel scary are life and death situations. So it's always telling us we're in danger Mm -hmm. and it's always trying to find all the possible things that we could be in danger from. And so then our our, we think, and our athletes think it's telling me I'm in danger. I must be in danger. So that first step of just being able to start realizing that it has no idea what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not logical. It's not true mm-hmm. that because your brain tells you you're in danger that you always are. Yeah. yeah. But then we get into the, like, how do you figure out when you are and when you aren't? I, right? I, okay, yeah, I'm going to jump in just for a second because there's different thoughts that I'm having. I find that when I'm working with athletes, so for you coaches out there, when you're talking to an athlete and you say, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you going for it? What if we just go ahead and give you coaches like what's going on is that there's some, they're, they're feeling unsafe. 
when they, when they choose not to do something, it's usually about safety. They don't feel safe, which is they're afraid, right? So if you can help them understand why they feel unsafe and then help them understand how to feel unsafe, they'll figure it out. But the unsafety, and most of the time, I was just talking to a, a cheerleader recently and I said, she decided not to do her standing back text. And I said, what's going on? I don't know. When they start saying, I don't know, it's because they're trying to protect themselves from figuring it out. Because if you actually ask them, what, what are you afraid of? Well, what they're afraid of is getting hurt. We know that. Yeah. They don't want to talk about getting hurt. Nobody wants to open up that can of worms. That's like mm. Halloween in itself right there, right? <laughs> don't make me talk about what's really going on is that I'm afraid that I might hurt myself. And that is scary. Yeah. And of course, they're going to feel unsafe when they think they could get hurt. And of course, they're going to find ways to get out of doing that skill so that they're not hurt. Right. Yeah. And so they do things that play small, which actually makes it more unsafe, where yeah. they do, they tighten up and they rush things and then the rhythm's off and then they land short and then they hurt their ankles. All these different things. Yeah. Because they're afraid that something could happen, which is what your brain is supposed to be looking for. Yeah. It's all natural. It's all normal. But if we can help them, they'll say, I don't know. When you hear them say, I don't know, it's their way of protecting them from having to say, I'm afraid I could get hurt. There's nothing wrong with saying that out loud. And I think it's scary to just say that out loud for an athlete. Mm, yeah. So yeah. that's aware of for coaches that when they say they don't know, you know, you yeah. know what so yeah. it is. Well, and, and honestly, like, I loved how you were talking about a lot of times they, they don't know. So I was coaching a, a gymnast on going for her Yurchenko vaults. And she was like, well, I'm afraid to put my hands down for the round off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, why are you afraid of that? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, does that, is that scary? And she's like, no. So we kept walking through the skill. She's actually afraid of missing her hands when she goes backwards towards the vault. Yes. But putting her hands down was the last moment in which she could safely bail. Mm -hmm. And so that was the point of no return that became the scary point for her. But when she really went through it all, like what she was actually afraid of was a different part of the skill. So even that, like figuring out they're actually afraid of and then, yeah, but even that idea of then, like, it's like, once you say that, so like, I'm afraid of splitting the beam. Though mm -hmm. so we were doing a group coaching session this Sunday with one of our gyms and, and the, and the gymnast was like, I'm afraid to split the beam. And I'm like, okay, well, what if you split the beam? And she's like, I get back up. <laughs> and right. I was like, you know, and I, and she was like, I might get a bruise on my leg, you know? And I'm, and, she, and I was like, hurt. yeah, that would hurt. That wouldn't be fun, but would you probably be fine? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, have you split the beam before? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. So then even that, like, once you finally say it, mm -hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. And then you talk through it. Then it's, then it's, it's much less scary. Here's the thing with coaches too, though. Coaches don't want the athletes <laughs> hurt. So you almost don't want to say this. I'm going to just tell you what I feel happens sometimes. If an athlete were to say, I'm afraid I might get hurt, then a coach is like, oh, let's not talk about that because then that could happen, right? Mm -hmm. And the athlete thinks that could happen. I don't want to go down that road of what could happen if, you know, just like Stacy said, once you can say it out loud, then we can start breaking it down and going, wait, now which piece? Because it's not the whole skill. Yeah, There's one piece of the skill that all of a sudden it just kind of puts you over the edge where you're like, hey, if I can figure out, I know like the cast handstand for, you know, Adele chef or whatever you're doing, Takacha or being, you know, the cast handstand is not the scary part, but girls are like, I just can't hit a handstand. Really? It's not the handstand. You know that. They know that. 
it's the whatever the piece is that they don't like because they don't like the idea of being hurt after that piece. So yeah. we just start working on and we're breaking it down. It's not the hands going down for the round off. We know that. Which piece is bugging you? And then let's start working backwards and getting it to feel this is the key emotional, safe. We need to feel safe. If we can feel safe, there's no problem, coaches. Yeah. If you feel safe, they'll go all, the, all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another part that's really important in the feeling safe is also being able to be aware of figuring out when are you actually unsafe and when is it just your brain telling you you are. So you want, you don't want your gymnast or your athlete to turn off their ability to distinguish when they're actually in danger. One, you don't want that in gymnastics. They need to be wise enough to know I shouldn't go for this skill. You got a sub coach in there who loves to chuck things. They need to be able to say, no, I, I'm not prepared to do a double back. I don't even know how to do a back tuck yet. Like they need to be able to distinguish that, but also just in life, you need to know that when you're going to walk across the street, you should feel unsafe and look both ways to see if a car is coming. Like and know that a car is coming. I am unsafe now. I need to not do this. So like, it's important to not try to turn off your brain or to try to get your athletes to turn off their brain and just say, you're always safe. Right. But they need to be able to then distinguish when am I actually safe? Mm -hmm. And it's just my brain telling me I'm not because it thinks I'm unsafe all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so how do I learn how, when to talk to my brain and how do I learn when to listen to my brain? And so how do you, how do you think helping, helping athletes discern the, the difference? Well, I just wanted to suggest the idea that when an athlete is really frustrated with themselves, I can tell you, usually it's because they know they can do it. Mm-hmm. And so they're just listening to their brain instead of talking to their brain yes. but when they sincere, sincerely, and you can see it when they're like, uh, I don't even know where to start with that. And it's not an emotional problem. That's when they're like, no, that's just an unsafe thing. I'm not going to go for it. Usually this is what I see. And I can, you, everybody has different experiences, but when you see an athlete sincerely, like very self-loathing, very frustrated with themselves for not going for something, it's because they know they can physically they're fine, but they've been listening instead of talking to the brain, which like Stacy said, what, how do you, how do you decipher? That's how I decipher is when somebody's really upset with themselves, it's because they already know that they've got the skill when they don't really feel much it's because it's like, that's just beyond my skill level right now. I don't even, that doesn't even register my brain as being a problem because I'm not doing that yet. Yeah. And I think too, like for yourself, knowing that, like, you know, when you're giving yourself a whole bunch of BS. Like, you know, it, you know, when the reason that you're not doing something is because you genuinely don't know how, or you don't have the skill or you shouldn't be doing it versus when you're afraid for, for other reasons. Like, you know, you know, the difference. And so I think some of that's just asking them, like, do you feel confident that you can do this skill? Do you like, do you want to do this skill? Do you, do you feel like you're ready to do this skill? They'll know. And, and, you know, too, you know, and so I think, but helping them make that decision for themselves. Yes. I know I can do the skill and I'm ready then helping them go. Okay. So then it's just your brain talking to you. Now it's your job to talk to your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's one of the ways that I explain it to gymnasts is I say, I want you to pretend your big sister and you have a little sister, two-year-old and it's a lightning storm. And little sister is scared to death of the lightning. How do you help little sister calm down? What do you tell her? 
So then they'll go through things like, it's okay. You're safe. I'm, I've got you. I'm going to keep us safe. Um, you're not in any danger, but they do it sweetly and lovingly and caringly. You know, when somebody's scared and you just start yelling at them, mm-hmm. all that happens is they get more scared. So when you're scared and you start yelling at yourself, all that happens is you just get more scared. Yeah. And so I teach my athletes, you have to learn how to talk to yourself with love and compassion and gentleness, the same way you would do a little toddler, because otherwise you're just going to make yourself more scared. Such a good, I love that example, Stacey. That's exactly what it is. Cause our brain runs off. Like it's a toddler screaming sometimes. And you're like, wait, yeah. calm down. We're okay. We're okay. okay. And it's just a storm and it's going to pass and it's okay. Yeah. But like you said, when you start freaking out with every, like my dog, when he hears the thunderstorm, he's going to be barking at the, at the lightning. And yeah. you just, you just hold on to the dog, just like you will with your brain. Like, let me just calm you down. I love that example. Yeah. And I think that that's, so I actually like, I know some people name their little primitive brain. I, I named mine sweet Stacy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little sweet Stacy, sweet <laughs> Stacy. I know you're just trying to keep us safe. It's okay, but we're safe. We've mm-hmm. got this. We're totally safe. And just talking to yourself that way where you're loving and compassionate, but also you're the authority. You're the one that's, that's, you know, you're the big sister. You're the authority. You're the one that's got us safe. Like mm-hmm. your human evolved brain talking to your primitive brain that way actually does help it calm down, help it chill out, help it feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so teaching your athlete how to talk to herself in a way that she can calm herself down. She can know that she's safe, um, will go a long way towards her working through some of those fears. And that's a good tool for today. I think we did yeah. a good, a good cap on something that I even, I love the reminder of that. And I remember thinking yeah. about that in the past. So thank you. That helps me too. You're welcome. And we're going to be talking this week all about different tools to help deal with fear. So first one, understand your primitive brain, understand how it works. It just tells you you're afraid all the time, differentiate between when you actually are and when you aren't, and then speak to yourself like you would to a, a child to comfort them. And, uh, that's a huge, that will take your, that will take your athletes huge way forward in overcoming some of their fears. So relief. Yeah. Teach those to your athletes. And then you will be able to calm down yourself when they're freaking out. You can just, like, yeah, yeah. You can calm your little brain down and go, Oh, they know what to do. I use these all the time for myself. Just, <laughs> I mean, just even silly things, you know, like, Oh, the economy is going to crash or, Oh, the politics or, Oh, like all the things that come at us. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Sweet Stacy. I got you. We're fine we're okay. Like nothing's you're good. So all right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.